It's another Sunday night in comedy, and tonight we're checking in with our friends at Second City and the cast of their latest hit show, Mission Totally Possible. And a little later on, comedian Anna Maria Stoyich gives us the goods on her debut album taping at Toronto's famous comedy bar. It is a loaded show. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Yeah. All right, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I was trying to do like the Friday thing, uh, but it didn't work. You were, of course, listening to an all new Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto. And as always, streaming across Canada on the internets at Global News Online and brought to you as ever by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you spot hecklers in the crowd since 1967. It is a loaded show. We've got our friends from Second City, some new cast members joining us to talk about an all new show, Mission Totally Possible, which I love that name. I also am very excited to hear what Second City is up to now that we are post P word and things are wide open, and there is a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world that Second City is really good at tackling in real time. And a little later on in the show, we have comedian Anna Maria Stoyich recording debut album at Toronto's Famous Comedy Bar with our friends over at Comedy Records. We've got our producer, Vince Tedesco, on the line. How are you doing this week, buddy? Was that the Rebecca Black song Friday? I was trying to do the Rebecca Black, but Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. Sunday, Sunday, looking forward to the show. That, that's more like her. Let, right let's there. stop the singing. Um, things are good, buddy. Uh, I little off-air banter. We can let the uh, listeners know that I just found out you are a ordained minister, a reverend. This is true. We had to use a different email address for me this week. I am, I am a man of many names and many email addresses also i feel like man is a, a bit of a stretch let's man say let's say almost 40 year old boy let's say mm-hmm. middle-aged boy is more like middle-aged it. boy of the cloth middle-aged boy but yes it is true listeners i wear many hats and i am an ordained minister in modesto california um so you know if y'all wants to get married don't recommend it but hit up old diener we'll uh see and if, then I'll, fly I'll to modesto california here. yeah I would love to be, I would love to help facilitate eventual divorces. Absolutely. Uh, I got that from a Rolling Stone one time and have done nothing with it other than uh, that email address. So listeners of Inside Jokes, if you're looking to get hitched, Dean's your boy. Uh, but <laughs> anyways, we do have a loaded show, Vince. We haven't checked in with Second City in quite a while. I think it was last year, last season uh, during their uh, main stage show that they were doing, I think, wrapping up going into the new year i'm pretty sure was the last time we talked to second city uh it is always different cast members but we always do love hearing what's going on with them and of course kind of bittersweet but they are in their new home or their temporary new home uh not not the sort of old you know holy place that was mercer street here in toronto but there is a new theater a coming and they do have a new home right now but uh i'm curious to hear what this new show is all about i love the title mission totally possible possible yeah always have what i love have always loved about second city is you know everything is always like a review it's sort of a show that's completely themed on here's what's happening in the world right now and here's our take on this so obviously that's a loaded gun <laughs> these days. 
They hold a mirror to society. So. They hold a mirror to society. And boy, is that going to be an awful, awful reflection. So I'm very curious to hear how they find the funny in that. The world is a big old baby diaper out in the sun right now, I would say. Uh, so anyways, Second yeah. City with an all-new show. And of course, a little later on, uh, Toronto's own Anna Maria Stoich is recording a debut album. So we're going to chat with her about that and what's going on over at Comedy Records. Lots to get into tonight, Vincenzo. Yes, and it's interesting that uh, Second City is performing at Comedy Bar East, and Anna is recording in Comedy Bar West, so just tying the two people together. The OG, the OG Comedy Bar. That's what we uh, do here on Sunday, Sunday. We bring people Looking to forward to the show. But I got to uh, get back into voice work. I have a gift, indeed. All right, we have a loaded show. Let's do it right here, right now on Inside Jokes. Tired of ordinary television? Don't touch that dial. SCTV is now on the air. Television like you've never seen it before. This is the SCTV Television Network. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby! Right here on 640 Toronto and, of course, coast-to-coast, Canada-wide, North America wide, planet Earth wide, where, where there's the, the internets on Global News Online. We are talking to some of our friends over at Second City. It has been a minute, as the kids say. I'm pretty sure last time we checked in with the folks at Second City was wrapping up the last year and going into the, the annual New Year's show, which was an actual thing again with live human beings in a theater watching them do comedy. What a time to be alive again. Uh, but tonight, I'm really excited to find out what this show is all about. We have some of the cast of, and I love this title, Mission Totally Possible. We have Fat Al on the air with us. How are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you doing? We are good. It is, it's so nice to get back talking to Second City people and find out how what the new current stage is like, what this, I, I know you guys have already debuted this show, and I really want to get into what this whole thing is all about. Uh, we have Hannah Spear on the air with us. How are you doing, Hannah? Fantabulous. Excellent. <laughs> I, do, I do feel like everyone's very jaunty today on this episode. <laughs> I don't jaunty. know why. It's yeah, what a you very... can't see is I have a little top hat that I'm also tipping. <laughs> <laughs> It feels very jovial tonight on the show. And last but certainly not least, we have Andy Asif on the air with us as well. Also part of Mission Totally Possible. Andy, how are you doing, my good sir? Hey, Dean. I don't have a cool word like Hannah does, but I'm doing good. <laughs> That's and what you know, my Jaunty, word. the same uh, parent. Jaunty, yeah. It is jaunty. That's why I was uh, singing Rebecca Black, which I promised to never do again for the next 42 minutes of radio. Uh, but I do want to get into it with all of you because I always... I always love finding out what these Second City reviews are all about because Second City is notoriously very good at taking, a, it's sort of a snapshot always of here's what's going on in the world right now at this moment during the time of this show. Here's what's happening politically. Here's what's happening in pop culture. Here's what's happening with social change. Here's what's happening in the world around us. And oh boy, is that a loaded gun right now? <laughs> it is. Let's just say it's an interesting time to be alive. I feel like Second City is always great at that, though, because you sort of the writing in these shows over the years, you've always been so every cast has always been so great at capturing the moment perfectly and taking some even, you know, through some dark times, finding the funny and everything. And it's really is just about sort of holding a mirror up to society, which, again, I think could make for some very interesting comedy right now. So I guess we'll get into it first. I mean, Mission Totally Possible. 
I love the name of this show. What is it all about? What's sort of the byline there? What's what's sort of a synopsis on this new show at Second City? And I'll really throw that to any of you slash all of you. Oh, basically the 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 show is as you as you so eloquently mentioned, it is about uh, coming together uh, after this huge uh, global event and uh, and knowing that we are still together as a society, no matter how much we <laughs> wanted to pull apart and fight and be uh, um, uh, separated. And we had to be separated for quite some time, but we are stronger together. So the, the mission is to laugh. And as a cast, I think when we were building the show, a big theme that kept coming up for us was hope and joy. And coming out of the pandemic, obviously the past couple of years have been very dark and we were very conscious of, yes, the mission is to laugh and it is totally possible. We can make it happen even though we feel dark and maybe scared at times or a bit bleak. Come laugh with us and uh, yeah, we're make it happen. Yeah, I've been playing video games for the last two years. So I just <laughs> discovered stuff was going on. Uh, no, it, it, like Hannah said, it was like, I think there was a general vibe of like, we've all been through a lot and we yeah. just kind of want to go out and have a good time and laugh. And how can we still talk about these issues, but in a way that's not going to like make everybody go away going, oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> the world sucks. So it was, it was good to, to, this cast luckily was so, uh, on each other's side the whole time that, that the vibes were always they were always good. So that that was nice. I feel like this show, it does have a mission in a way because we're coming out of this thing where I feel like everyone in comedy right now and audiences also are, are in this sort of celebratory mindset right now. It's like we're in the summertime, festivals came back full force, live shows. We're sort of celebrating the fact that yes, we're back doing these things with full audiences. People were itching to get out and watch this stuff again. But then at the same time, the flip side of the coin is we're not done with the crazy things in the world yet. Like, yes, we came out of that, but then the world was kind of like, ah, uh, uh, hold on, but now there's war and don't forget the climate. So, I mean, we are, again, I feel like Second City is always so excellent and so timely at just laser focusing on those things as they happen. And and again, and just finding the funny in this stuff and, and making us go sit in a theater and, and be able to just laugh it off and, and vent basically for the course of this show. Was that sort of what the mission was in a way behind this show? Yeah, I mean, we, uh, uh, thankfully, I guess uh, the world's always been crazy. So we were able to come back. Uh, it was just put on pause and changed into a different uh, uh, way of dealing with it. Uh, and so we came back and uh, I was like, oh, we kind of picked up where we left off just in a with a different mindset, right? Yeah. And, uh, we had, had two years to... Uh, really focus on ourselves, which is kind of a, a weird thing that we didn't do before. So uh, the cool thing of this is like that focus on ourselves is, uh, as a, as comedians has allowed us to really dig deep and like, what do we actually want to talk about? And what do we really want to explore? And uh, that's given us a lot of great material. <laughs> Because when we spoke to some of the casts of Second City the last couple of years, obviously the way that they just physically had to do things was different. Like you would be, you wouldn't be in a room together workshopping and writing and rehearsing. You would be on Zoom calls and trying to do it that way. So, I mean, how refreshing is it too to actually be able to come together as a cast and rehearse together in and also in this new space and actually be there in the writer's room together and be there performing and bouncing ideas around again organically in the moment in person, the way that these shows have always worked. Heaven. Heaven? 
Yeah, it was so it was so joyful and obviously the second city process is very intense we call it process but really it's rehearsal with shows at night where we try new material every single night so the show is constantly changing and you just get to a point with each other where you go a bit insane and you really have to have each other's backs but joyful and heaven we're just trying out weird stuff on stage and then laughing about it and trying new stuff the next day maybe an idea we tried is flipping to something different because we like a little seed in there and yeah it's just so so great so great i i love that by the way hannah see this is a jaunty episode what a perfect way to go to break <laughs> joyful and heaven is what the show is described as the, i feel like those are very ted danson descriptors that you <laughs> it's heaven. she also said a little bit of heat a little, a little bit of heat and you get a little bit and you go a, a little bit insane together i a love it a little bit of gordon ramsay there we go. <laughs> Gordon, Gordon Ramsay, but heaven. I like that. <laughs> I like that balance. Those are two. Heaven's kitchen. Heaven's kitchen. There you go. <laughs> All right, we're gonna come back with more with the cast of Mission Totally Possible, right here on Inside Jokes. Hi, I'm Andy Asaf with the cast at Second City Mission Totally Possible, and you are listening to Inside Jokes. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby! Right here on 640 Toronto, and of course, coast to coast nationwide on global news radio brought to you by our good friends at hakeem optical helping you see the world around you more clearly not that we'd recommend that right now it's <laughs> look at literally anything but the tv any look out the window read a book go people watch at a park but for the love of god whatever you do do not use your hakeem optical glasses to watch the news anyways on a brighter note we have some of the cast of Second City's Mission Totally Possible playing here in Toronto, uh, which, by the way, we should mention Second City. Lots of our listeners, of course, know the old Second City home down on Mercer Street. Very infamous stage. People remember the John Candy Box Theater, the Conservatory, all that good stuff. But right now, Second City is performing uh, it at Comedy Bar East, which is the second Comedy Bar home. Um, by the way, I'll throw that to any of you. What's what's that been like working in that new space so far? I know it's a very new thing. It's a new thing for audience as well. I know a lot of shows there have been packing packing the house because people have been itching to get back out. What's that stage like? Because I know the old stage was obviously such hallowed ground for performers. I'll say this, Dean. This place has a bigger bar, so I there like it. Yeah. Uh, oh, as a win, guy win. who's wearing a Tommy Bahama like retired <laughs> dad shirt you can get some great cocktails uh no genuinely though it is a very nice bar that they've that uh comedy bars built uh and that's kudos to gary for uh just doing such a great job but it feels so great to have a space where you can not just go and watch a show but you can hang out after and there's like large booths and, and really good drinks and good food and so like it, i think a lot of people in that neighborhood from what i get the sense of when i talk to people on the streets they're like this is so cool this neighborhood has this now like this yeah. neighborhood's wanted something like this that's like a destination to kind of go out and have a really nice night so that's that's been really cool personally and then the, yeah the stage is cool and we do the show but that's whatever 
for those of our listeners at home, yes, you do have a very Jim, Jimmy Buffett air about you <laughs> at the at the moment for sure. But it, I mean, yeah, it is sort of perfect in a way. And I know this isn't Second City's quote unquote forever home, but I mean, who better to partner up with than Comedy Bar? I mean, Comedy Bar was this little alternative basement space that now you know now they're pushing 11 years old this year and it really has become such a heart of the community and i mean second city what a what a toronto comedy institution so it is sort of the perfect marriage right now at the moment for sure i would say too like this space a word that i would use to describe it is very intimate the space at mercer was quite large and fantastic when it's full you have like 300 people it feels kind of like a concert whereas I find this space is you can really see everyone and it feels like you're making connections with the audience actively throughout the show, which is really, really fun. Well, and it kind of taps into something you mentioned before the break too, Hannah, which is, it's almost like, I guess, kind of going back to roots in a way, because everybody in the Second City cast has always come from the improv world, from the sketch world. And even though it is a honed thing, it is a, it is a, review that you're putting out there that you've been spending x amount of time working on it is also very organic and in the moment i mean there there's things you feed off the audiences that could make each show a little bit different and just happen in real time and there could be something that's added or tweaked on tomorrow night's show based on something that happened last night so being in a space like this where you really are that much more face to face with the audience and have that sort of call and response does it feel like it does make this sort of a live natural in the moment thing again yeah, it's definitely one of those uh, um, situations where it's like um, us coming from a, a place of impro- improvisation where you're right, it's never the, the same show twice. You'll, you, whatever show you come and see will be a pretty unique experience for that night. Um, and you're coming all the way out to, you know, Danforth in Maine, uh, which is pretty unique in and of itself because there's not yeah. a lot of comedy uh, clubs out uh, near Scarborough. Um, and uh, then you know, coming to the second city, which is such a uh, a wonderful place to explore uh, who you are. They still have classes downstairs, which is awesome, uh, Gary, and then built some really great classes downstairs. So you've got the classes popping downstairs, you got the show going on upstairs, and you've got this really amazing synergy in the building. And when the audience is that close to you and you're able to really uh, connect with them, it's like speaking with friends. So really it's kind of like a night hanging out with people more so than like uh here's a formal review where you sit there and we are over here it's like no the inter uh the interconnectedness is even more palpable yeah and mercer with the giant balconies it felt like we were always performing in like the thunderdome yeah you know know, are you not entertained you know like the gladiator (laughs) so this is like al and hannah kind of said it it feels more intimate and using those elements that are improvised in the show that like the audience feels more part of the 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 show in that sense right you're not like sitting super far away from the action you can see everything and you can hear everything and then at some point maybe you get picked by us to give us some suggestions or something that now you're part of the show and so that's really cool yeah it is kind of true. And I mean, that's sort of, that's, yeah, that's, that's where sketch troops come from. That's, that's the way that whole world works. Cause I think a lot of people who would go to a show at Mercer and it was their first second city show would be surprised by that when you would call on the audience or where you would stop, you know, mid scene and throw something new in. I think people were a little bit surprised by that. Cause we're like, well, we're in this big theater. This is probably just the same show every night for nine months. So I think it always kind of threw people off in a way and they weren't expecting that sort of, energy to the shows i do want to get into a little like 
what are some of the most absurd topics that you cover in this show? Because I know, obviously, it's very much written during this time, but Second City has always been great at, you know, you're not, you're not going to do a whole show that's just about what's happening in the news or what have you. Like, Second City's always been great at, like, here's a sketch about a terrible first date that just happens to be set against the backdrop of a global pandemic. So, I mean, what, what's some of the topics that you're actually taking on in this, in this current show and mission totally possible? Um, I think, I think uh, being at a wedding is, is uh, <laughs> one of, uh, one of the highlights for, for me, uh, just because uh, again, a people weren't able to get married together. So now weddings are happening in full force. Everybody's like, I had two years of pent up weddings and now it's going to go down. So yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of big wedding energy is happening this summer. So good to bring it to the stage, you know? You think it kind of works right now, by the way, because I, I feel like in a lot of ways, the last couple of years forced us to turn inward a little bit and really actually start appreciating Canadian culture and Canadian life and our own comedy here because that's what we were living with. That's what we we were sort of hibernating with that stuff. And now I feel like there's sort of this rejuvenated love for our own comedy here and for our own politics and our own pop culture in Canada. I mean, we're doing comedy albums at the Junos again. That wasn't a thing for like 25 <laughs> years. So Hannah, for you, I mean, what was some of the stuff you were excited to tackle in this show? Um, well, for me, my one of my favorite sketches in the show uh, is, I don't know, have you ever seen those Quest Raid commercials? Yes. <laughs> we have a, uh, like, I'm, I'm not in the sketch, but I watch it every night from backstage. I peek through the curtain and I watch it and it is brilliant. It's just about being a young person and being able to invest uh, while living in Toronto. I just did air quotes. Um, <laughs> investing is, what's investing right now when you're yeah. living in Toronto? Um, and it's just so funny. It's so, so, so funny. And, um, but for, for me, I, I, coming back into the world after the pandemic, I felt like I, and I know the pandemic, the pandy. The pandy. Obviously <laughs> dealing with it, but uh, for me, socializing was very daunting. So I have a sketch that Jillian Welsh and I wrote together about confidence and, and how to get back out there or how to find your own confidence, Want being like re-immersed into society because we spent so much time by ourselves yeah so yeah it's it's fun it's a it's quite absurd and wacky um but it's one of my favorite things to do every night well and i also think too and one that we're talking about this a lot when just for laughs came back in july is how important it is for people in comedy to be able to be around each other again you know like be around your own people i mean how perfect is it that that second city's current home is at the other comedy bar because that is like it, it's so important for comedy people to just be in a room together again be in the green room together be backstage and just bounce around ideas and just be with each other and and riff off of each other and you know be with your own kind basically oh god my husband is a, a writer and a comedian as well and he's actually a second city alum too but he and i got to a point during the pandemic where we both were just like enough bits <laughs> like, stop doing your five minute set at me <laughs> and that was bits b-i-t-s yeah. yeah 
Where did it hit? Because it could sound way. different. <laughs> <laughs> Enough, bitch. <laughs> it does sound i mean yeah two two comics living together in a time where you just can't leave that's yeah. uh yeah that's a lot of un that's a lot of unasked for writers rooms happening right there oh my God. <laughs> I know. what's the deal with this milk being nearly out <laughs> get out <laughs> Hannah's, hannah and kyle's vows were just a tight five yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right i i mean i love that second city has this home i know again i know there is a new theater coming up again down the line here in toronto but i do love that you guys are sort of teamed up with comedy bar right now that is kind of perfect and i love that this show mission totally possible is back so before we do let you all go fat al andy and hannah uh where can we find tickets online where can we check out this show uh and find it find you on social all that good stuff uh, you can check out secondcity.com. Uh, go to the Toronto button. Don't go to Chicago unless you're bringing us with you. Uh, <laughs> and um, you can always come check out the Comedy Bar East at 2800 Danforth uh, Avenue, which is uh, by Danforth in Maine. So uh, if you see the, 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 the herd thinning out and you're like, wait, where am I? You still got to go a little bit further east. <laughs> yeah, it's right near Maine Subway Station, if that's yeah. Something. Keep yeah. go past, keep past the Greek restaurants. Just keep going yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> right at the edge of, of the Greek restaurant uh, <laughs> uh, threshold. Uh, and you can catch me at uh, P H A T T A L, the number three thousand. Any of my socials is Fat Al three thousand. There we go, Andy. Where can we find you? You can find me at Sweet Andy Sour on social media. So that's where I put all pictures of me wearing Hawaiian shirts. If you want to see that, love it. Uh, yeah, he's got the he's got the full collection of Boyd Coddington's oh, yeah. happening there. Hannah Spear, where can we find you online? I'm at Hannah H A N N A H, the letter J Spear S P E A R. And uh, there's lots of pictures of my dog on Instagram. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> excellent there we go thank you all so much our listeners at home check out mission totally possible from the second city live at toronto's comedy bar east grab your tickets online and go because live comedy is back thank you all so much thank you, thank you. We're back baby all right we'll talk to you soon thanks again guys Hello, I'm Hannah Spear, and I'm in the cast of The Second City Toronto, and you're listening to Inside Jokes. I want a place, oh, oh, yeah, a place, oh, yeah. Sunday, 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 looking forward to the show. I'm on purpose making it worse than the original. Anyways, you are listening to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto. Or maybe you're not, actually. If you were just driving in your car, coming back from the cottage and heard whatever that was just now, you probably aren't listening to the rest of this show. But thank you again to our friends at Second City. Don't forget to check out the new show, Mission Totally Possible, playing now in Toronto at the Comedy Bar East. But we're flipping it over to Comedy Bar West now. We have an upcoming album taping there. Through our friends over at Comedy Records, haven't checked in with them in a while, we have Toronto comic Anna Maria Stoic on the line with us. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We are excellent. Like I was saying earlier to the cast of Second City, it feels like a very jaunty show. I don't know why. That's the energy this week. It feels very happy and jovial 
You have a jaunty vibe. Right? I don't know why. That's not the state of the world. Um, you know, but it is the state of comedy, though, and that's the thing, right? Mm -hmm. Live comedy is back. I feel like everybody's in a very celebratory mood because you've gone back to doing all the things. I mean, summer is peak season, of course. It's been festival time. Tapings are back, all that stuff. You are recording an album at Toronto's famous comedy bar, the original comedy bar, the OG stage uh, mm -hmm. in the West End, uh, August 27th and 28th through Comedy Records. I mean, it's, a, it's interesting, too, because, I mean... You know, last couple of years, you've gotten, you've worked your way up in comedy. I mean, you did a taping at Winnipeg. You've got, you've, you've become a working comic. You cut your teeth on the open mic scene in Toronto and somehow kept working, especially the last couple of years. And I mean, it's not, you're not doing open mics at night as a hobby anymore. This is your, this is your career now. And I mean, a debut, like recording an album is an interesting thing right now because we now live in a time where it's so easy to do. Somebody could be in comedy for six months and record a thing and just put it out there and see what happens with it. I mean, that's a double-edged sword. But I mean, you yeah. this is something honed that you've been working on for the last few years, really. And you're you're going through a label because comedy, comedy Records is the original one here in Canada. Now we have this whole boon of sort of comedy record labels and in independent labels that sort of have taken over the industry. I mean, you look at the Junos this past year, all of those albums that were nominated were coming out of comedy records, 604 records, cottage comedy, howl and roar comedy mm -hmm. records really kickstarted this whole thing about a decade ago. So what, what made you go with them to record this thing and, and go the label route with this album? Um, well, I just actually got an email from Barry one day and he was like, Hey, do you want to record an album? And I was like, yeah, sounds there good. You go. <laughs> <laughs> Look at easy. Look at that. Just add one. <laughs> it is. I mean, cause it is kind of, it's for a lot of comics. I think recording an album is it's, it's, a, it's sort of, a, it's sort of a time capsule in a way. It's like your material yeah. is time, but you've been honing this stuff for years. This is your showcase stuff. This is your club stuff. This is your festival and gala stuff. So it's, it's something that I think comics don't take lightly because you've been, you probably get sick of a lot of this material after a while, especially up to the taping. I'm sure you're going and hitting mics and just polishing, polishing, polishing. And after it's over, you're probably gonna be like, all right, I need a new 10 minutes and go out and do some new stuff. But how important is it for you to just nail these shows and just have this? Cause it is, it's a double-edged sword because it, it it is easy to release things digitally now. And I know a lot of your comedy now is on TikTok. You are on social media, like you're on all these platforms. It's easy to put this stuff out, but that's your material forever. Once it's out there, it's out there. So is how important is it for you? That's like, this is material that's like really close to the chest for you right now. Oh, I mean, yeah, definitely. It's, uh, I'm super grateful for this opportunity. It's a huge opportunity because I can just like, I don't know, I see it kind of more like a, like a big opus, like a novel or something. And this is like, I don't know, I, I get this chance to really show like one piece of art. Yes, yeah. it's all like individual clips and stuff, but it's all supposed to go together in some way. And, um, I have been, I'm like working the jokes and stuff for sure. And I also have some new stuff that I've been doing. Cause I'm also doing, um, live solo sketch. So it's like this thing I've been experimenting with where I have just like recorded all the other parts of the sketch. And then yeah. I do my parts, my lines, li uh, live. So that's been 
extremely challenging, but also very rewarding. <laughs> what made you do that, by the way? Because was that born out of the last couple of years and just having to wanting to put stuff out there and connect with an audience? Or was it just, okay, I just want another, a different platform here? Um, so actually, uh, Barry uh, said, hey, do you want to do a stand-up and sketch album? Yeah. And um, me being me, I decided that uh, if I was going to do sketch, I wanted to uh, do it in the most difficult way possible for myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so that's kind of where that came from. And it's just been extremely exciting because it's, I, I have to write the sketches as though they're radio plays. And then there's also the timing that I've had to really sort of incorporate into the actual recordings. This is so nerdy, but into the recordings themselves, <laughs> I have to like account for, okay, when, when would the audience laugh? When is it, when do I just need to keep the, uh, uh the dialogue going yeah. for the scene? And I need to get my timing perfect as well because there's no improvisation with that. There's no leniency with a recording. So yeah, it's been very challenging and exciting. There seems to be like you doing an album like this. I don't know how much did you dabble in sketch before because there does seem to be more of a thing where comics are mixing mediums and they do want to try improv and they do want to try sketch and they do want to sort of go into those different forms. Yeah. I was actually just talking about this with someone. Um, so I've always done uh, improv, sketch, and stand-up. And everyone was always like, you have to choose one. You can't do yeah. all three. <laughs> and I was always like, no, screw you. <laughs> I'm going to keep <laughs> doing what I want to do. And um, yeah, so I, I definitely have, uh, I did the Second City Conservatory and I have done sketch and stuff. And you know what? It's interesting that you say that because I've noticed that across entertainment, like there's a lot of uh, medium blending and also yeah. genre bending. So like, there's not really like a lot of the comedies I see that aren't sitcoms are also like just very dramatic. <laughs> They're not even like dramedies. It's like, it's like, dramas with comedy but it's also a comedy but it's also like sci-fi there's so much like genre bending going on it is true and i mean we really have seen that sort of melding happen in in comedy where a lot of the sort of old stand-up purists were like well okay maybe i should shoot a sketch thing and see what happens with that and there is sort of more of like one community not to get too kumbaya but anyways all right we're gonna come back with more anna maria stoich find out what this album is all about her favorite stages to go home material on and how you can come and check out this taping. We'll be back with more Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto. Hey, it's the capital P, capital H, capital A, capital T, capital T, lowercase A-L. That's people having a terrific time always. Means fat Al. From Toronto, Second City, Mission Totally Possible is a show, and you're listening to Inside Jokes. Yep. Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto, and of course, coast to coast, nationwide on Global News Radio, brought to you by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you see this insane garbage fire around us more clearly. How about, how about that? 
it's such a such a happy episode but then i keep on reminding our listeners that don't don't forget the world is uh, falling apart in real time anyways we're talking comedy there's good reasons to go and forget about life for an hour at a time and go watch live comedy we've got anna maria stoic on the air with us with an upcoming album recording here at toronto's famous comedy bar and yeah before the break we were kind of talking about how comics have and i'm gonna say it was pretty much mostly stand-ups who were always sort of like no stand-up only that's the only thing but comics have really sort of opened up more and and dabbled in sketch and improv and i do think it really is sort of important to to spin those different plates and you've sort of always been doing that and that's what this album is all about do you i know you're recording at comedy bar and everybody loves comedy bar for comics in toronto that's basically like our cheers you know that's just where you go and hang out and run into each other and go hang in the green room and hop on each other's shows and all that stuff and it really has become sort of the linchpin of the toronto scene do you have do you have a favorite stage in this city that you just like to go and just work on new stuff. Like I know we all have stages where you want to go and tape something in front of a full house, but do you have a favorite little like workout stage, a favorite spot to just go and drop new things and play around? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the social capital theater, uh, the second floor, that like small cab space. Yeah. I love that. I love, it's just like so perfectly intimate and yeah, great vibes there. That always was a fun little room. And I mean, we were talking about, we were talking to tall boys about that little while ago, because that was the space where that sketch troupe was born, which is now, of course, a CBC gem show. But yeah, it is one of those great little Toronto indie places. There's a couple stages in there, a couple of shows any given night, which is back now too, thankfully. But uh, yeah, good choice. So that's your, what, what made Comedy Bar be the venue for taping this thing then, by the way? Um, Comedy Bar, I mean, like you said, it's a linchpin. It's kind of the, um, watering hole it's just somewhere where I feel really comfortable and really like a great I don't know I just feel a lot of uh affinity towards it and I I just wanted to it it felt right it felt like okay this is home this is kind of home base for you also I mean was and I'm sure you touch on some of this stuff on this album but growing up was comedy a thing that you were exposed to really because we get a lot of people coming to Canada and they might know American stuff because it's it's not this like you'll get Canadian comics from like the prairies and stuff come to Toronto and they'll be like oh my god it's Scott Thompson or it's you know like Mike McDonald or Ron James or you know whoever but for you was that was comedy a thing at all when you were growing up that you were exposed to and I mean it certainly wouldn't have been Canadian stuff that's for sure no, definitely not. I didn't even know like comedy was a thing that you could do until I was like in my early 20s. So that was like a huge realization for me. And that was the moment when I was like, oh, this is something people do. I'm like, okay, I want to do this. Like, definitely. I didn't know this was an option. <laughs> like, nobody said that on the like, that was never a thing in social studies where it was like your car- future career. That wasn't even on the list. <laughs> And you, you, but you, so you never, you never watched any of that stuff, listened to any of that stuff at all until you came over here or what? No, 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 I did. Um, I listened to a lot of, I mean, we came to Canada when I was quite little. Yeah. Um, but I grew up watching or listening to like George Carlin and stuff like that. That was definitely That's one of my favorites. One. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Emo Phillips. I love Mitch Hedberg. Um, so listen to all those guys, but I didn't like, it didn't clue into my head that 
they were doing this for a job. It was just like something that, it, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. maybe they were just bored one day and walked onto this stage. <laughs> I didn't really think about the fact that, no, this is a job. <laughs> yeah, it didn't seem like a vocation. I mean, it still kind of doesn't feel like it sometimes, I'm sure. <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> This is what we do? Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, before we do let you go, Anna Maria, because uh, I want to get in some plugs here. So you are taping this album at Toronto's Famous Comedy Bar uh, before we plug tickets, all that stuff. What sort of, do you have a title for this album yet? And what sort of a uh, little byline on what this whole album is about? Yeah, it's called In My Head. And it's uh, a lot about the stuff going on in my head. I talk about like mental health, uh, like my queerness, just like weirdo ideas I have. Yeah, it's uh, all in my head. <laughs> there you go. And I love, I love that you're doing, you are tackling sketch and stand up, and obviously it's a, a very personal album. So where can we hit up tickets online, dates? Where can we find you on social? All that good stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So uh, you, the tickets are. You can go to the Comedy Bar website. Uh, comedybar.ca and it's August 27th and 28th at 7 p.m. in the main space um, and you can find me at uh, I am Stoich uh, on TikTok um, and also yeah if you just look up my name you'll find me. <laughs> Excellent thank you so much glad to hear that you're doing this taping and uh, that you're just doing what you love and back on stage recording this album I think it's always such a hugely important moment for comics because it is really that's just part of where you are at right now so i'm so glad you're doing it and comedy bar is of course the perfect venue for that anna maria thank you so much and also shout out to our friends over at comedy records they've been pumping out excellent comedy albums for well over a decade now from some of canada's finest so i'm glad to see you join that roster thank you so much for talking to us today thank you for having me that is our show thank you again to our friends over at second city the cast of the upcoming mission totally possible playing now at toronto's comedy bar east and don't forget to check out anna maria stoich's comedy album tapings in my head august 27th and 28th that is at the famous comedy bar west you can hit up comedybar.ca that is our show don't forget you can listen to all of our episodes online right back to the beginning we'll be back next week hi this is alicia carusi and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week's Comedy Rx is Anna Maria Stoich. I am bisexual, and as someone who's into both men and women, a question you get asked very often is, well, which gender do you prefer? And I honestly, I don't have an answer to that question. I do know, though, that even if I kissed every single man in the world and every single woman in the world, I would still want to sleep in a queen-size bed alone. 